Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to the round 23 preview, going through all eight games in the Telstra Premiership. Team lists have dropped and there are some huge in, so let's get right into it. First game, Thursday night, Titans versus Storm from Seabus Super Stadium. For the Titans, a huge, huge blow to their season. AJ Brimson has a hairline fracture of his jaw. Looks like it could be anywhere from three to six weeks. So Jaden Campbell, he's recovered from an ankle injury. So he's been named to take his, uh, Brimson's place at fullback. Jamal Fogarty has been recalled in a halfback. So Toby Sexton gets an early shower for the season. Aaron Clark is the new hooker with Mitch Rain dropped to the reserves. Tino Fasulmala-Awi moves from lock to prop with Mo Waikifotawika out. Sam McIntyre is the new lock. Dave Fafita has been named to start, but again, looks like he may be uh, late change back to the bench like he has been in the last three weeks. And Phil Sammy is listed amongst the reserves as he works his way back from an ankle injury. For the Storm, absolutely huge news. It's premiership swinging news, really. Ryan Pappenhausen is back in the number one jersey. Four games coming off the bench, 35 minutes a game. He's now been entrusted to have the, the one jersey that he did lose after his devastating head knock. So that moves Nico Hines into halfback as Jerome Hughes is rested after he had a high shot from CHN last week. Dale Finucane is also getting a rest. So Chris Lewis moves into the starting side into lock. Tepai Moroa joins the bench. Cooper, jo- Cooper Johns and Jordan Grant have also been added to the bench. George Jennings is back after uh, returning from a knee injury. So Dean Aramean goes out of the side altogether. Justin Orlam is being rested. So Marion Seve plays his first game of the season. And still no sign of Big Nelson as he recovers from a hamstring injury. Melbourne in this one, uh, keep it pretty short here. They're going to have a, you know, they did play them tough. The Titans last time they did play, Jaden Campbell did play in the game as the fullback. He did have some success against his Melbourne team. But Ryan Pappenhaus, and that's the huge story here. He's back. It's going to be very, very interesting to see if, you know, he looked very, very timid in those four games coming off the bench and whether it was just because he was not really starting the game, he had to try and get into his flow of the game. He's got the one jersey now. And I really do like that Nico Hines uh, is getting a run here. It's not going to surprise me at all now. Belly ache obviously gives huge rest this week, maybe next week. If Cameron Munster needs a rest next week, Nico Hines should be playing in this team somewhere. And, you know, Sevi coming in, he will get a run. They're just going to start resting their players here and getting some runs in some guys' legs in case they need it. I think Chris Lewis playing lock. He's had an outstanding season, filling in in multiple places, six in the back row. So well done to him. He gets the lock position. But again, this team's going to keep going in. It's going to be so, so good to see Ryan Pappenhaus in the one jersey starting the game. From a super coach perspective, any Melbourne guys this week, Pappenhausen, Addo Carr, Munster, Hines, Harry Grant being elevated in the starting side because the cheese has also been rested. Uh, that was another change. So this Melbourne team, they're going to start resting some players, but look at the quality they've got in this side, and I think they're going to get the job done pretty easy here. For the Titans, it, very, very sad to see. You know, it was a, it was a, a lash-out boot off the ground that did clip AJ, and he's obviously got a bit of a break there. So Campbell comes in. Good to see him getting another run. He, every time he's played this season, he's he's played really well and had a good account of himself. Jamal Fogey, we did say in the review pod last week that this is the man to come in and really try and steer this season. You know, they can't be losing anymore. And this is going to be such a tough game and not many people will expect them to win, but they're at home. You know, the captain is back. This is a real chance here to to try and make something. And they might see this as a bit of a throw again. They're not going to beat Melbourne and break the streak 
and they'll look on to those last two games and try and win out. But they can really make a good account of themselves here. And I, I really do hope Dave Fafita starts in this game because we've seen teams against Melbourne, you know, try and be cute. And, you know, Melbourne just jumps you from the start and it's all over. So Titans really need to be up here. They need to get going from the start. But Melbourne's probably going to be too good here. Let's go by 24. I think they get done pretty comfortably and they continue on this amazing streak they have going. Next game of the round, the first game on Friday, it's the Raiders taking on the Manly Sea Eagles. For the Raiders, quite a few changes. Joe Crocker is out with a head knock. Tom Starling is out with a broken jaw. But a huge boost, Charles Nickel Klotstad is back on the on the interchange bench. Uh, so similar to Ryan Pappenhausen, he might ease his way back into the, into the side here. Sebastian Chris comes into center. Matt Foley uh, is the new face on the bench. Corey Harrow-Nero has been suspended, obviously, for the three games before his late, shot, uh, his late and high shot on Jerome Hughes. For Manly, Tom Turbo has been named. Uh, conjecture all week about whether or won't he with a cheekbone injury. He has been named, so we're interested to see what happens there. Brad Parker, some of the suspensions, he is out of the side. Moses Sully comes into the starting lineup and simply returns onto the bench uh, from suspension. So Kurt DeLewis is out at 17. We did see the, uh, the Raiders beat Manly without Tommy Turbo in the side earlier this year, and it wasn't too long ago. So to me, this is all going to be about if Turbo does play. If he does not play, I do give the Raiders a real, real chance, especially going to be interesting to see how they do bring Chance in if he does get the 30 minutes like Pappenhausen was getting or whether after the first 20 minutes they really like let him in there and let it rip. Uh, Tomoko can easily move into the back row as can Sebastian Chris. So they can really easily tinker their lineup to to get what they need to do. But yeah, absolutely fantastic to see um, what he gets to do here because he was their, their shining light the last two seasons. And, you know, there was talk about them potentially signing Matt Dufty, moving him in the centers. I think Chance is an out net one one of the better ones in the comp. So if they're going to make a late season push, if they can get in the eight, they give Chance a couple of games here to get his legs under, you know, a potential, you know, 5-8 Roosters versus Raiders in the first round. Give that to me right now because that's going to be an amazing game. For Manly, again, it's all about a turbo plays. We see the impact he has, you know, Saab, Garrick, Harper. You know, you look at the, the back rowers. They're, they're, all the, they're very, very stable this year besides when Turbo does and not play. Uh, so it's all up to him. If he does play, Raiders uh, Raiders will, you know, feel like a lot of the other teams have felt this year. They'll be put onto the Tommy Turbo show. If he doesn't play, it'll be fascinating to see if the Raiders can get him again, you know, because, again, they, they are one of these teams fighting for a top eight spot. So this is a real, real prime chance, especially if there's no Tom Trevojevich. From a super coach perspective, it's very lucky that this is the second game. So you'll know pretty early on if Turbo is out. You'll be able to make your changes and make your plans. So um, anyone who's got him, obviously, right in the, the Tommy Turbo show, you know, vice-captain this week in the second game. Um, but, yeah, I think just keep an eye out because, to me, Desi's playing a bit of games here. You know, Dylan Walker's on the bench, can easily slide in. Uh, Tavita Funa is also listed amongst the reserves. So there, there is options to to cover Tom Trevojevic with a laid-out prediction. If he does play, mainly by 18. If they do not play, mainly just to pick them by four. Second game on Friday, it's a blockbuster. The Panthers taking on the Rabbits from Suncorp. For the Panthers, Apicorosal returns from suspension, so Mitch Kenny reverts back to the bench. Kirk Capel also returns from suspension, so he is on the bench. James Fisher-Harris and Pangai Jr. are listed amongst the reserves. Isaac Targo is the man to drop into the reserves for Capel's return. For the Rabbitohs, Dane Gagai, 
was a late withdrawal from last week. He is back. Alex Johnson is also back and Campbell Graham. So they have basically got nearly a full strength back line now. Hame Sele is back on the bench with uh, Jaden Sewer pushed back to the reserve. So only a short stint back in first grade for Jaden Sewer. Really think that if the if the Raiders, sorry, the Rabbits back line had a little bit more time to kind of gel and they were playing, you know, having three guys, Johnston, Gay Guy, and Graham all back in one in one game, it does leave them a little bit vulnerable. Um, you know, been out of the game for a while, and you know, you come up against a red hot Panthers team, especially with Cleary one game back under his belt. So I still think that there's a there's a real chance they can get this one, you know. Been a pretty much of a bogey side for them to get 50 put them last year, obviously the prelim final last year. A lot of times the Rabbits have come up short against the Panthers, but this is a great opportunity. You know, they are nearly full strength now um, and just want to kind of see what they can do here because they've got a real chance to make a run here. And I would like to see it, you know, like we have said, this is the Cody, the Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, this great combination, one of the better combinations in the NRL era. You know, they're winding down now. Latrell Mitchell is playing some great footy. Really, really, it's the, the fact that we even questioned Latrell you know, even at the start of the last year, can he be a fullback? The way he's been playing is absolutely fantastic. And that in this four pack, you know, Nichols, Burgess, Toller now coming off the bench, Kulamatangi, Arrow, Murray, just, you know, a really, really good, well disciplined side. So I think they will definitely get up here, but you got to give it to the Panthers. They are getting their side together. You know, there are still a couple of outs here. There is still no Charlie Stain. So Cried moves into the wing like he did last year with Momorowski into the centers. You know, when they do get, uh, Fisher Harris and Pangai Jr. back. If that does happen this week, be absolute big boosts for them. So I've got the Panthers here by six. And that's a rip proper game. Easily game of the round. If you need to tune into one game, this is the one you do it because there's battles all over the field. Luai, Cleary versus Walker Reynolds. Edwards, Mitchell will be a sneaky good matchup. And I think if the halves, you know, the dummy halves, Apikora, Salvas, Damian Cook, who's going to get the team on the front for the 13s, Jai Arrow, Care Murray, the New South Wales locks, you know, it's, it's all here. So, an absolute group of game, Panthers by six. And again, looking for my vice captaincy option. If there's no turbo, Nathan Cleary is a fantastic v, uh, VC option this week. Cody Walker has been lining up, expecting him to do it again. Um, cannot wait for this game. Moving on to the fourth game of the round. First one on Saturday, it's the Tigers taking on the Sharks. For the Tigers, Tom McKayley and Jacob Little are suspended. So James Tamar returns from a foot injury to go straight into prop. Jake Simpkin comes from the bench into the starting hooker role, and James Roberts will play his first game. He comes on the interchange bench since round 16. For the Sharkies, Ronaldo Molotov has been named. He did suffer a head knock against the Knights, but he has been named. You have got uh, Marion Hiroti, who has been uh, back from a hand injury. He's in the centers, and that pushes Talakai back into the forward pack. Toby Ruoff moves uh, from lock up to prop with Braden Hamiyaweli onto the interchange bench. Aiden Tolman has been suspended. And Andrew Feet obviously had a very, very nasty uh, throat injury. So he is obviously out. Teague Wilden has been uh, added to the bench as he returns. And Matt Mullen is again listed amongst the reserves. So they're really, really hoping they can get him back for this game. Another another matchup here in Rockhampton where nearly lose leaves town here. They, these two teams really need to get some wins. And this is going to be a great battle. Uh, there was a, a game a couple of years ago. I think it was Robbie Farrow's last game where the Tigers try to sneak their way into the top eight. Very similar settings here where it's going to be all about which team can get the upper hand and which team can carry on with it. Because, you know, the way that the 
both these teams have had some very key injuries to some key players. Think Dan Laurie for the Tigers. Think Matt Moylan and Sean Johnson for the Sharks. You know, they're battling. They're trying to get a spot here. Going to be very interested to see how this um, these two four-packs go up against each other to me. I think Rudolph and Woods versus uh, Big Stefano and Tarmow. You know, Simkin versus Braley. You know, you might get the edge of Braley there. But then you look at the back row. You know, Nakora, Talakai, Jack Williams, guys have been in and out of the lineup all year. You've got Bloor, Luciano, Alex Twile, guys that can do their job. Bloor, obviously, wanting to repeat and keep his spot. It's going to be very, very fascinating to see what happens because, to me, it's, it's come down to... To me, the Sharks season comes down to how fast can get Matt Moylan. He had such a great start of the season. It was so good to see Matt Moylan playing good footy. And he's obviously been struck down with those soft tissue injuries. You know, he's been listed amongst the reserves a couple of times. Got pulled the last two weeks from the reserves. He's back this week in the reserves. So if he can get in there, it just gives them such a different element to how they can attack because he's just one of those classy ball players. And, you know, he feeds off of Will Kennedy. Will Kennedy had such a great start of the season because he was playing off the back of Matt Moylan. Blake Braley looked dynamic and doing hard because he was giving great service to Matt Moylan who was taking advantage of it. So to me, this is all about if, if Matt Moylan plays, I give the edge to the Sharks. But right now, You've got to go to the Tigers and Adam Dewey, the way he's been absolutely firing. Most of them by obviously signed for the Dragons this week. You know, he's got a point to prove because he obviously wants to crack into that Dragon side somewhere. Going to be very, very keen to see here, you know, can can the Tigers keep it rolling because their season looked dead. Uh, obviously, you look back to that, that Storm game. You look back, you know, to that Bronco game even a couple of weeks ago when they were down and they made that comeback and then they're beating the Cowboys they got to keep going here because to me it's 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 all for them to really do something so in this one i've got the tigers winning by 10 again i don't think about more gonna be back you know there's only three weeks left in the year if he's going to be your number seven for next year do you really want to risk another you know a pull if it's needed to me if he's 100 fit obviously you're playing but if there's a chance he could re-injure what why would you even bother i think this is definitely one where you sort of put the queue in the rack if it's anything but 100% and start over. So uh, in this one, Tigers by 10. Next game in the round, let's go to back to the Gold Coast. we got the Bulldogs taking on the Knights. For the Bulldogs, a couple of changes here. Jake Avrilo and Nick Meany have uh, been named, but are in doubt. Uh, looks like Jake Avrilo has a broken hand and Nick Meany with a head knock. So there is a couple of things that has happened here. Kyle Flanagan gets recalled again. So Bailey Biondiodo draws back to the bench. Corey Allen was a late withdrawal. He is back with Jaden Ockhamble also retained. So uh, Manu is the one to make way there. Lou Thompson is back from a suspension. So that pushes uh, Sia Manafanite onto the interchange bench. Jackson Topany gets the start at dummy half with Jerry Marshall King dropping out of the 21 altogether. Corey Riddell returns to the second row. So Matt Dury gets pushed back to the extended bench. For the Knights, Daniel Saifidi has a high-grade MCL injury, so he is out for the next three to five weeks. David Clemmer moves from the bench into the starting rotation. Tyson Rizal is out with a one-game ban for a high tackle, so Brody Jones moves into the second row. And we've got a bench uh, of Josh King, Momo Sia, and Chris Randall. In this one, anything but the Knights, you know, they did not look convincing at all. They've had this run. We did talk about it. You know, Brisbane... They, you know, the Sharks, now the Dogs, they should be really, if they're going to be any type of threat and making the finals, they've got to be really putting some teams to the sword here. They haven't done it yet. And we'll know here. We'll know if they're pretenders or or contenders here because 
this is a this is a Sharks team that's going in the uh, sorry a Bulldogs team going in the wrong direction. Some injuries, some suspensions. You know, Jake Jake have reload broken hand. Maybe Nick Meany coming off a head knock. You know, Luke Thompson doesn't play for three weeks. You know, Corey Waddell drop come back in. Turpin is the nine. There's so many different things in this in this uh, game for the dogs here. So anything but the Knights here. And, you know, I'm going to keep this one pretty short. It's got to be the Knights here by anything, but you want to see them go at least 12 to 18 here because they really need to put a good performance in, you know, want to see some good defense. But to me, their last tackle options, we spoke about from two, well, obviously I don't have the podcast so this year, but the last two years, we just were the last tackle options. And, you know, Jay Cliff was supposed to come in and help that, but anything but so far, just has not looked likely these two in last tackle options, you know, just a kick in, uh, no repeat sets to you know keep the momentum going. They've they've got to get they got to get going here because this is the game to to really solidify themselves. So Knights here, let's go by eighteen. Dogs again. You, you're working towards next year. You got some new things here. Don't mind some of the changes you've done to see and make some changes. But again, it's a lost season. They lose. They they retain the spoon. So we'll see what happens there. Let's get on to the last game on Saturday. It's the Eels taking on the Cowboys from the Gold Coast. For the Eels, Ryan Madison is out for three weeks after his harsh shot on Brad Parker. You've got Murata Neokora who comes into the side, and you've got Oregon Kavusi coming onto the interchange bench, returning from his concussion. Tom Opacic and Michael Oldfield have paid the price for the disastrous edge defense. So Will Penasini gets another run in first grade, as well as Hayes gets a recall. For the Cowboys, Kyle Felt and Cohen has to be named. They are in some doubt after suffering head knocks last week. You've also got uh, Nimi, who is out after copying a one-match ban. Ruben Cotter returns uh, on the bench. And you've also got uh, Mitch Dunn, who is listed on the bench, but looks like he may do a game day swatch with Cohen Hess. Jason Tomololo is named on the extended bench. Uh, and he's a chance to play. So one to keep an eye out for Supercoach guys there. Parramatta season's on the line here. This is the last time you can really see them winning before the finals. This is a chance to, you know, get a bit of right here. Can Will Penasini and Hayes Dunster be the outside backs to really solidify their defense? Can Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown get a game under their books with some real confidence? Can Glenn Gutherson put the contract talks behind him? Can Joey Lusick prove that he's the number nine for this team? Or does Will Smith need to play nine? And can this forward pack that, you know, no, still no Regan Campbell-Gillard, now no Ryan Madison for three weeks. They're, they're going to really start to, this, it's already, they're already in a free fall here, but can they really, you know, this is, like I said, this is the last time they can potentially get a win. So they've got to really put in a performance here because if they lose this one all of a sudden now, you know, if you're going to the finals on six straight losses, you might as well just, you know, pencil them in for that first round loss and some real big, concerns in Parramatta over the, f- the future of this team. For the Cowboys, a valiant effort last week, but again, the troops just aren't there. Hopefully, Jason Tomalolo can come off the, the reserves and play in this game, but to me, you know, they, they've fired a lot of their bullets early in the season. They got some good results, um, but yeah, I think, like I said in the last week's review, this is really going to be Todd Payton looking towards the future now. And what does he have in this side? Scott Drinkwater, Tom Deaton, both playing for one spot, really, because Chad Townsend looks like he's going to get the run straight away up there with the way this team has performed. So some interesting inter-squad battles here. Probably to me, even I'm a para fan, one of the least exciting games this round. Just don't really see any way this is going to be entertaining, but I do give it to Parramatta 
by eight. You know, normally early in the season, you'd think this would be a one where Parramatta could go 18, 24 plus, but just I, there's such down on confidence. They need to get a result here and, you know, see their season in the right direction. First game on Sunday, second last game of the round from Toowoomba. It's the Dragons taking on the Roosters. Lots of changes for the Dragons. Andrew McCulloch is out for the season. So Josh McGuire moves uh, from prop to dummy half. Jack Bellum moves from lock to prop. Tarek Sims returns from suspension. He will go into 13. Kate Ellison promoted from the interchange bench to the front row with Blake Laurie. Looks like he's going to be uh, potentially out for the season with a broken hand. You've also got uh, Billy Burns, who has been named after a HIA knock, so he needs to pass protocols. Matt Dufty gets a recall, so that moves Jack Bird into the centres. Jared Beal moving out of the 21. And finally, Adam Clune has been demoted to the extended bench. Corey Norman moves into halfback, and Amone moves in from interchange to 5-8 with Jaden Sullivan and Daniel Vara, the new faces on the bench. For the Roosters, Jared Weir Hargraves, he was rested. He is back this week. So Isaac Liu moves from prop to lock as Victor Radley is out with a three-match ban, so we won't see him until round one in the finals after his uh, dangerous contact charge, uh, trying to charge down that Albert Kelly field goal. The only other change is Ben Thomas is named at the interchange bench with the new man White from last week dropped back to the extenders. Satili Tupanua is being uh, monitored after suffering a head knock last week. One-way traffic in this game, Roosters by lots. Uh, a beautiful late game in the round to really load up on some super coach options. Tedesco, Tupo, Manu, Walker, Takiaho, you know, Tupanu if he plays. A lot of options here for the Roosters. The Dragons just really, you know, like that they've kept a Monet there. Would have really, I don't know why we're, having, we're not seeing Tyrell Sloan in the one jersey. To me, obviously, Dufty is a quality player and, you know, we'll get some things going for this Dragons team. But to me, the fact that we're, we're persisting with, you know, a player who's not going to be there next year. And you're, you're already looking towards the future with a Monet there. You know, you, you're starting to see Jack Burton and Lomax. That's a good center pairing next year. Fiege's retained his spot on the wing. They've got some things that I really like about this Dragon side. But again, it's just um, Josh Maguire at nine. Surely we could put a Jaden Sullivan at nine. Surely we can have another young guy come in there and play. There's just, you want to kind of see some variety in. Anthony Griffin again. They're not out. They're not totally out of finals contention, but yeah, some some of these selections, you just think, why not give the give the guys a run and see what you got there? That would be, you know, probably my my personal preference there. But I think you know, from a supercoach perspective, Dufty being recalled is interesting. I think you know, a stash on the bench. You know, they got the Cowboys next week could be interesting. But again, I think this is all one way to the Roosters here. You know, Jarawira Hargreaves, Takiyaho. You know, obviously no Angus cried until the finals, but, you know, they're starting to get really fit in their forward pack. They'll get Radley back in that game, one of the finals. The forward pack is going to be, you know, really legit. You know, they'll they'll be able to put a guy like Nat Butcher and Isaac Liu back onto the bench. And, you know, some of these young guys like Egan Butcher or Fletcher Baker they've been playing have done well. But once they get, you know, all their quality in their forward pack, you know, the bench also becomes a little bit more intimidating now. And all of a sudden they can play a bit more free-flowing footy. So... Uh, you'd hope Ikevalu can come back around finals time, maybe around one of the finals as well. That could be another one. Uh, Josh Morris, they, they're slowly, slowly getting there. If they can get there and, you know, they're fully fit, they're firing, they can make some way. So Roosters in this one by a lot. Dragons, they're pretty much into, you know, damage control mode and see if they can get a couple more wins before their season dies out here. 
Last game of the round, Broncos versus the Warriors from Suncorp, 4 p.m. on Sunday. For the Broncos, Anthony Milford has been promoted uh, to play in the half. So Tyson Gamble has accepted a two-match ban, so that's the late change there. You do see Albert Kelly and Danny Levi both named, but they will be monitored after they've suffered some injuries last week. Herbie Farnworth also named. Um, David Mead will drop back to the extended bench, but again, that could be a late change depending on that. And Ethan Bullymore returns onto the bench as Ethan Milford's replacement there. For the Warriors, Dallin Wattins Lesniak is back after his suspension. So Edward Cozy drops onto the, the extended bench uh, to make way for DWZ. Reese Walsh is free to play. Uh, he was uh, got fined for a contract contact charge. Jermaine Noor Brown is promoted onto the, from the interchange bench to the starting spot to take Jackson Fry's spot, who drops back to the extendeds as Bailey Sirenin returns to lock, which puts Jazz Savanga back to the bench. A fascinating game, this one. This is going to be a really, really good game to watch, I feel. The Warriors, you know, they're one of these teams that need to win out here. A very winnable game here. The Broncos had some good form. Really did like seeing the Milford-Kelly. It was only 23 minutes, that combination, but I did think it, you know, offered a lot to me. Albert Kelly as a primary playmaker over Brody Croft, where Milford was playing a lot of the start of the football this season, I, I do like that pairing with Tessie New at fullback. You know, th- this Broncos team is really, really starting to grow on me. And again, do I think they've got a lot of talent that they should have had in this team? No, obviously they've let a lot, a lot of talent go. But the way that Tom Flegler has come on, Jordan Ricky in the back end of the season, Kobe Hetherington, um, you know, uh, Kobo really getting some good minutes in this last back end of the season. Tessie New locking down that fullback jersey. Really, really good signs for Brisbane. And if they can get a win here against the Warriors and end the Warriors season, they should be really looking to play spoilers because they do have the Knights coming up soon. They can spoil a lot of teams' finals chances. So look for Kevin Walters to make some really, you know, their season's basically done for the finals and they've stayed away from the spoon, but they can really make an impact on other teams' uh, chances for that, which I think he'll be really trying to focus them on. But for the Warriors, again, Reese Walsh, Chanel Harris-DeVita, Sean O'Sullivan, they're... Those three are the, the three key components. Wayne Egan had a great return last week. I did think it was a bit unlucky for Jazz Devanga to be dropped. I thought he would uh, definitely retain that starting lock position, but they have gone Bailey Siren in there. But again, they're, they're starting to get some truce back as well. If they can make a push and they somehow make the eight, what a story that would be. But I think for this one, we will give the edge to the Warriors uh, by six. I think, you know, similar to that Bulldogs game, scrappy affair. I think the Broncos are coming in a bit of form. Again, I do like to see this uh, combination of Milford and Kelly. Kelly does get named and plays. I think they could really, you know, give them a bit of a spark, steal a victory. They were so close against the Roosters. Very, very unlucky. Uh, but, yeah, we'll give it to the Warriors here by six to close out the round. And that will do it for the round 23, 23 preview, guys. Not many rounds left. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.